Hey guys, you're listening to No Limits, episode 35. I'm with my co-host Bree, who likes to play with yarn. My other co-host Sam, who likes to play with his Pulse headset. And we have all the gang back together for this episode. And uh, Microsoft and Activision and Jim Ryan are stupid. And uh, all the other news. So without further ado, you're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. Please play the intro, Bree. Thanks. What an intro. I'm gonna pass Did you make it? <laughs> well, okay, anyway. I have to tell you, it took everything in me to not interrupt you doing the intro and just like playing it. <laughs> I was so tempted to just like click play. And it auto mute and it I'm always correct. And it auto mutes you when you play the intro too. So that would be yeah. a bit defeating. Unless I sp- yeah. unmute myself and speak over it. You could speak over it, yeah. Oh, we God, have discovered a... that. Wait. Kevin would kill us. Wait, it's <laughs> Okay, I need to talk to you guys in private about something that occurs soon, but it's going to be good. Oh. Actually, I'll put it in the chat. Chat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Live reaction. Chat is not supported for the platforms. Guys... Platforms you selected. Okay, I'll send, I'll send it to you on Discord, in Discord. Yeah, what are you doing? All right. I'll also say to... that was the first time that I haven't been sat in complete silence whilst the intro is played. Every other time thus far, just the video hasn't played for me. I've just been sat in silence, no music, oh, really? no footage, no nothing. And that's the first time it's worked on my end. So I actually awesome. got to listen to the maybe jingle. It's, maybe nice. it's because Bree's the host this time. Or yeah, the that's host what I was going to say. Taylor no, somehow rigged it. it. Yeah. Taylor somehow rigged it so that you can't hear the, the opening. That's so sad because it's a good one. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyone, I'll read the script now. Hello, everyone. My name's Taylor, and you're listening. Oh, my God. And my joined by my co-hosts, Sam and Brianna. We're all together at last. We're all together. <laughs> and, you're, and you're listening to No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. Remember, you can find the video version of this podcast over on YouTube.com slash Save the Game Media every Tuesday. And while you're over there, make sure to subscribe to the channel. If you'd rather listen to audio, we are on all your favorite podcast services. And we would love it if you could leave us a review. It helps us grow. And we would love any feedback. If you want to support us and get early access to all Save the Game Media content, Head over to patreon.com slash save the game media and choose the tier that's right for you. Just like our current patrons, Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai Knight, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, The Xbox Expansion Pass, John Cena, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh my God, we, no, those two last people have not joined the Patreon yet. What? Yes. I would have never guessed. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, go check out the Patreon. It's great. We have content. It's a Please dollar. watch it. Post shows every week. My own podcast, Leftovers, where I talk about gaming, cooking, and fitness. I've been catching uh, up on that recently, by the way. Oh, thanks. And yeah. is Brianna, is Book Bonanza Patreon only? Nope, it is not Patreon only. Is the anime cast Patreon only? Nope, it is not. But you well, can you get go. an anime cast post show, unless the schedule sh- uh, sh- like shifts, and then there will be. There's another show that I can't talk about yet. There's another show coming, and then there would be a post show for oh. that one, depending on the week. I know the other show is, um, 
your podcast reaction to only fans reaction where you do a meta analysis of friends and why it's a horrible show i could probably do that i've never seen it seinfeld is so much better than friends it's not close all you 90s tv nerds or whatever i've been watching seinfeld aggressively the only why not passively the only five episodes of seinfeld that are worse than friends is the first season of seinfeld which is five episodes Yikes. Not good. They call Kramer a different name, and it's not Cosmo, I think. Or, like, some names are switched up. Anyway, how are you guys doing? What have you been playing recently? Uh, nothing. Oh. <laughs> I've been playing. I've been working overtime. So, basically, I, I work, Oy. and then I work out. And then I eat dinner or make dinner depending on the day. And then I like clock back in until like midnight and then I go to bed. So that's what I've been doing. What do you get at least like what a time and a half for OT? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like 39 an hour. Do you at least accrue PTO at a higher rate too? I don't know the answer to that question. You better. Or what I would do is like, I know one of the jobs I could have taken. It's like if you work extra on one day, you can just. Like if you work, having to do massive OT, you could just take like three days off paid for it. Non PTO just as like they call comp days, compensation days. Uh, I mean, I could check my ADP, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah. thanks, Mrs. Yarn mm-hmm. or Miss Yarn. Actually, that's whoa. a whoa, whoa. <laughs> way, I'm of, not yarn. <laughs> way of addressing someone who identifies as femme. Anyway, Sam, how are you doing? Happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you, Taylor. I'm uh, similarly rather tired, um, doing a lot of work as well. Um, in terms of what I've been playing, I've been playing many things. Um, one of which, and the majority of my time, has been taken up by uh, Woe Long Fallen Dynasty, which is the game I'm currently covering for IGN. Um, oh, you sell out. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just a scumbag. I'm sorry. Um, I had no idea I, you worked for IGN this whole time. It's okay. <laughs> While I'm saying this, why don't you introduce our latest sponsor, Manscaped? Just I mean, <laughs> Manscaped doesn't sponsor us. Um, that's a that's a joke. Manscaped. I sponsor I've, us. I've enjoyed where along thus far, um, but I, I'm sort of ready for my coverage of it to be over. Um, mm. I can sort of feel not only with the game and sort of what I'm having to do to cover it, but also um, just sort of my physical condition. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not quite there yet to do the hours of sitting at a a desk with a laptop. I'm I'm not quite there yet. So I'm sort of eager to get it done. And I think over the next um, couple of days from day of recording, uh, I should be finished with it. So that's good. And then I'll have a little bit of a break. Um, Other things I've been playing, I have tried out a tiny bit of um, Minecraft Dungeons because it was free on PS Plus this month. Um, Not really for me, to be fair. Um, So I I bounced off of that pretty quickly. Um, There is something else I've played for the first time. I can't believe it's taken me this long to get to it. Um, Both of you will obviously know. I'm I'm also mainly directing it at Taylor because he's finished the, the base game, but I played through what does that the mean? first time 
Bloodmore DLC? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've done I've done old hunters. Don't worry about that, Taylor. Don't worry. Um I did Echoes of the Eye for Outer Wilds. Oh, um, I still haven't done I got lost like in the first two hours, and I'm like, what the hell? Do... <laughs> that's it. Um I sort of it's I mean, I've I've spoken a couple of times at least on the podcast about how much I absolutely adore yes. Outer Wilds. Thanks for reminding me um, to resume that DLC. I might look up a guide to progress because at this point I just, just want to play. Probably it. for the best, at least like to to get you kick started. Um, oh, sorry. I know to the... enter the DLC, but like once yeah, I'm in, yeah, yeah. I in know, there, I'm like, like the okay, first now, where do I little go? Um, section can be a little bit troubling. But I think once you figure out some of the mechanics, they loop back around quite a few times. Um, so it's sort of, and part of the the joy of Outer Wilds is the the discovery of it as opposed to yeah. just guiding it. So there's a balance. Really yeah. um, but I've played through that. That is, in my opinion, similarly excellent. Um, you know, it is just a continuation. It's more Outer Wilds, which is something that I will never not be glad to get. Um, so thoroughly recommend that to anybody. And the only other thing I've been playing is something that is not a great game by any stretch, but it's incredibly difficult to come by, at least in the UK. Um, I managed to track down a physical copy of Deadpool um, on the PS4, Ooh. which is originally a PS3 game. Um, I'm a big Marvel sellout. Um, I am a simp for Marvel. Um, I am unafraid to say that. Um, so I play through most Marvel titles, and that is something that has been a, a gap in my in my uh, gaming history for many years now. Um, and again, it's not a great game by any stretch of the imagination, but it is very funny, um, very meta, much like Deadpool, the character himself. Um, and Nolan North voices him, so that's great. That's fun. Um, yes, yeah, so I've, I've been having a bit of a blast with that, um, trekking through that in a little bit of the free time that I have had recently. What about you, Taylor? What have you been playing? Thanks. Yeah, I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild this past week. I'm going to progress as my road to Tears of the Kingdom, as some people would say, starts. Mm -hmm. I have one more divine, two more towers to do. Um, I don't know what their technical name is. Let me Google it. Breath of the Wild Tower name. Shika Towers. Yeah, yeah so they are um, the Shika Towers. So yeah, like basically the the Ubisoft landmark to reveal the map towers. Yeah. I have two more of those to go. One more Divine Beast. Associated shrines with those locations and things to find, and then Ganon. So getting near the home stretch here. And um, I also ordered, I snagged, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but thanks to Kevin, the Muffin Mon, I snagged Metroid Prime Remastered on Amazon physically, which has been overly difficult to obtain, thanks to mm -hmm. Reggie. Just kidding, Reggie's not Boston, <laughs> but Damn. Nintendo. And it's still not shipped yet, but I'm glad I have an order coming. So I guess I've been in Nintendo land lately. When it comes back to PlayStation, uh, I need to renew my PlayStation Plus membership. I haven't because I'm waiting to get my first paycheck from work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I did not get the monthly games. I did not get Mafia Definitive Edition, which I'm sad about. Um, but it's okay. I'll cry. I, I um, played it and platinumed it for you, Taylor. 
Thanks. I can always get it for like negative $2 down the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. very cheap. Oh, I also, oh, I forgot to mention, I played a little bit of the Wolong demo. Mm. I think the, the game looks a bit rough. <laughs> uh, like, yes. I should say visually, graphically, the game yeah. looks like an early PS4 title, at least from the demo. Mm -hmm. The combat reminds me more of an arcadey. Arca I'll call it Arcady Souls. Then, because yeah. um, right with the morale system, you can grind an area so much that you eventually can take down the boss in a few hits without much. Pretty essentially, yeah. Without yeah. the time commitment it would take to make very easy uh, work of a boss in a Souls game. If you were to do it in a Souls game, it would take much, much more grinding. Mm -hmm. um, but Wolong's interesting take on. <clears throat> Neo, that's some Neo Ninja Gaiden influence. Of course, Neo because the same developers, but Ninja Gaiden influence is definitely in there too. Um, and it looks like a, a cool game. I just kind of stopped playing it after half hour. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I could be playing this or I could try getting back an Elden Ring. I'd rather do the latter instead. So I think my next, let me back up. When I renew my PS Plus for PlayStation, I'm going to go finish, finish Ghost of Tsushima and play Plague Tale Innocence. Those are on the docket. Mm -hmm. But for now, in the immediate gaming, what I'm going to be doing next is Breath of the Wild until my paycheck comes in. Uh, and there's no shortage of things to do in that game. So I'm a Nintendo sellout is what I'm trying to say. Like similar to Sam is a Marvel sellout. And Nintendo sellout who does a PlayStation podcast to... Mm, what's the word? To mask and repress his true feelings about gaming. That's my arc, and I'm kind of feeling like Prince Zuko, guys. I love Zuko. I feel it. I feel it. Thanks, yeah. I uh, do things like try to capture a bald kid on a sphere. Of course. Of air, and I I, I drew a blue arrow on his head, and he kept it. Whoa. You know what's so crazy to me? I still, like, I can't get over it, is that, like, they, like the airbending that you see in the show, like, they can't see it. Oh, like, like it looks like because like it's just literally like, just animated for the purpose yeah. of the show. So it's like you someone can't just shooting air. Yeah, just shooting wind at you, and you're like, "What? Yeah, why? Yeah, that's funny." Well, an air ball you'd probably be able to see because other objects would be swirled like, in that ball of air with it, like right. leaves and little rocks and stuff like that. Yeah, but the other stuff, I don't think you like, like unless it's like picked up from the ground or whatever. Or there's like dust in there, like you know, which glass anyways. you could break air bending. Oh man. I know or, I, I've spent way too much time like with Avatar the Last Airbender and or earth bending. Oh boy, earth bending a protest with air bending that would be nuts. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they, they can technically like airbenders can pull the air out of you, like they could technically do that, they just don't. Oh, that's hot, yeah. And then you suffocate to death. Oh, yeah, yeah, but oh, they're man. like pacifists, which is why they don't do it. The most like. Mm, parasitic quote parasitic bending i think i remember from the show is when blood oh i bending? guess this is a major spoiler blood bending <laughs> oh wait no blood bending takes the cow thinking of something else but it's yeah. definitely blood bending oh what an episode yeah. that was jeez that was i'm surprised they were able to put that in a kid show like man i mean i sorry i know it's for all there's ages, a lot of but, stuff but for a show that's applicable to kids i was not expecting that episode to get that dark yeah, there's a lot of dark episodes, like the whole stuff with Jet 
and like oh yeah get his toast yeah there's no war in bossing say i could literally sit and talk about avatar last airbender for hours so we should Should i watch cora (laughs) yes you would simp for cora so hard dude she's like a kid come on (laughs) i simp for zuko like come on dude i'm not saying like oh i want to like get with this person Okay, when you say simp for someone, Brie, that's nah. Nah. Don't use the word simp for. The verb simp for, okay. In that context. Taylor, don't tell me what words to use. All right. Don't tell me what yarn to <laughs> yarn to There's a fish back weave. there. I will murder it. Oh, cool. Fillet it up. Send it to send I it to the not fillet it. It's just yarn, so. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, I forgot to mention too, a lot of stuff for me. My PC's back up and running. So coming to you guys from my PC and my boot drive actually has not six gigabytes of space. It has like 20. I don't know what I did to free up this much space, but it's Windows isn't truthful to you when it's telling you how much space an application is taking up. Mm-hmm. I removed Adobe Acrobat because I don't have access to it anymore. Like I removed the Adobe... Cl- Creative Cloud off my computer, freed up like nine gigabytes of space. Jesus. Whereas it's only listed as 600 megs, which is 0.6 gigabytes. So anyway, living living on the high life out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get right into the, I'm not doing Keemstar impression. Who wants, let's, cool. yay. Activision Blizzard acquisition news just happened, guys. And and um it's Did stupid. you see my note that I left for you? Yeah, I deleted it. Uh, yeah, I noticed. I left a note for Taylor in the document that was like, please help me. I don't understand what's going on. Why are we still here? Yeah, it said, Taylor, please leave or I'll dox you. That was the night. I acted mm-hmm. accordingly and uh I don't know what I'm trying to say. Play ball, anyway, play ball. Yeah. Microsoft and the CMA are still in talks about the Activision Blizzard merger, to put it lightly. So Microsoft, um, why are we talking about this? Because I think Jim Bryan, actually, let me back up. I'll just read this. Microsoft uh, is leaning into their deals with uh, Nintendo and NVIDIA they announced recently, now in their official marketing with the tagline, quote, more games for more players and more platforms. Recently, Sony suggested a myriad of ways Microsoft could hurt Call of Duty on PlayStation um, in regards to the merger and uh, requesting the CMA block it. Um, and Sony included in these ways Microsoft could hurt them with COD, um, introducing a version of the game that intentionally includes bugs and errors. So Sony is saying, what if they release this game on our platform and they intentionally screw it up? to hurt our place in the market. And according to Activision Blizzard's chief communication officer, Lulu Chang survey I hope I pronounced that right, Jim Ryan claims, quote, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. And the CMA deadline for their final decision for the acquisition is April 26th. And that comes, I think, a day after other European regulated decisions are due. Um, it also we should came deal with this another month. Oh my! I don't know, man. I just want to. I just want to go home. 
It also came to light that last month Microsoft said it would allow new COD titles on PlayStation Plus day one in addition to their proposed 10-year contract keeping Call of Duty titles accessible on PlayStation. So, yeah. Uh, I understand what Jim... I don't know if Jim Ryan... Number one, I don't think Jim Ryan actually believes what he's saying. I think it might have been something that came... Those wording, I, I don't want to call a duty deal. I just want to block your merger. That might have come from someone even above him for him to say that and to do everything. He, part of Jim's job is to is preservation in addition to progression. So he's doing everything he can to hold Sony's place in the market. And he's also standing as the scapegoat if something like this doesn't happen. So there's a lot of... Basically, he's the public-facing punching bag for mm. for controversy on the subject, and that's also intentional by Sony, in my opinion. Um, they just want to delay this as long as they can, but at this point, I think most folks know some version of this deal is inevitable Yeah. Uh, at this point. And, and I think it's stupid. And why are we still talking about it? Because, oh, this news is a bit major. There was other news in previous months on the topic that felt like it was kind of static, but this is, as we're getting close to the deadline, I don't know. I feel like an obligation to talk about it. I'm not going to make 30 minute meta-analysis of it. Just wanted to mention what the current state of things are with the ABK acquisition. But what do you guys think? Um, business as usual. Um, you know, I, I'm not surprised Ryan said that, whether he, that is, like you said, what he actually believes or whether that is something coming down from the board of investors and stuff like that, um, or a bit of both. Like, it's not surprising. Obviously, he would want to block it. Um, something of this scale, it is pretty much unprecedented. So why would he want to risk upending the the market position that he has? It's That's fair enough. Um I'm not not overly. I think I've said this before. I'm not overly fond of a lot of um, Microsoft and Xbox higher ups, like airing dirty laundry on Twitter and stuff like that. I'm not sure how much I I vibe with that. Um, I get the idea of transparency in terms of what is going on, but when there's like legal stuff happening, I feel like you're kind of opening yourself up for criticism unnecessarily by saying oh he said she said this is you know we're trying to be the good guys and that's not exactly what she's saying but they're trying to over social media paint negative images of specific people within the rival company and it's just like that's kind of a bit dirty to me um you know i don't think it needs to get that personal because sony isn't firing shots at Phil Spencer or um, Matt Booty or, or anybody in the Xbox teams. It's weird that Xbox ex executives are doing the opposite. Um, I get Sony is being difficult, but what else do you expect them to do? They are they're obviously going to be difficult. Um, I think the the important thing to note, and it's a lot something that a lot of people overlook, is um, you know Microsoft saying that they would allow COD onto PS Plus on day one. That is, of course, from a consumer perspective, an excellent thing that is very reassuring and it's great to hear. 
but Sony have said that they are not Microsoft. They are not the same company. They cannot afford the size of the IP that COD is to put it onto PS Plus day one. They would need to, not necessarily dramatically, but increase the cost of PlayStation Plus to match the value of which Call of Duty would bring to that subscription service. Right. So it's or, like they they I don't think that they can justify that with the the realistic potential loss of of revenue and also and or I should say consumers um that would come with that move. You know, Microsoft can brunt that cost. Sony necessarily can't. So you know, a lot of people have read that and seen like, oh, well, they offered to put it on PlayStation Plus. What's the big deal? There is minutia in terms of the finances of both companies that would differentiate how they could actually approach that kind of situation. So that's worth pointing out. All right. But what if they include free skins? Well, now, now I'm sold. Yep. All sorted. Yep. Done. Free skins made by Breeze Yarn. Mm. Wait, Bree, did you make that? You? No. Oh, I okay. forgot to put this back. Awkward. No, I did okay. not. I got it from Pokemon Center in Japan. Oh, great. Anyway, yeah, Sam, it's a good point. Um, and also, like, as, as, as arbitrary as it is, like, the whole 10-year thing, it is absolutely reasonable for Sony to be concerned, well, what about year 11? You know, like, yes, you could renew the deal and i'm sure that that would realistically happen in one form or another but it is absolutely within reason for sony to be like well you said 10 years that's okay but what about the 11th year or the 12th year what happens if you don't want to renew the deal what happens to us then um you know that's a long way out for us consumers so we're like well what, what's the big deal you, you'll have it for 10 years that's great you can figure something out in the meantime but that's not really how these businesses work so you know, it's not as none of this is as clear cut as it seems. There is there are no black and whites. There's just a lot of grays going on here. Do you think that this is how I imagine? And I'm not saying that this is like this could just be Jim Ryan being a jerk. But what if it was like the conversation was like, hey, is there anything we can do to convince you to like let this go through? And that's then that's what, what the response was. Oh, like, I don't want to make a deal. Like, I just don't want this merger to go through kind of thing. Yeah, unfortunately, um, we don't know what the immediate conversation yeah. history prior to the comment was. I know. So I'm like, the comment is really out of context, and it could be taken like a million different ways depending on what was going on. Yeah. Oh, I'm, so. I am I made Jim Ryan out to look like an evil villain in the thumbnail just for fun. He, he may yeah. well be. And it's kind of the image that Microsoft are trying to portray of him. So it's there like, you go. It's... I'm a Sony, I'm a Sony shill, and I'm peddling PR garbage. Yeah. Or sorry, Microsoft shill, and I'm peddling PR garbage against. You can't even get the companies right. <laughs> undermining my podcast. Yeah. Are you here to infiltrate for Kevin? I'm here. Uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Uh, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I'll say what I was going to say in Discord. Okay. Ooh. I'm scared, Ooh, you messages. guys. I know. But yeah, okay. no. The the that 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 uh, quote from Jim Ryan. It's not. It doesn't look good, but it could very easily, as you said, Bree, be very heavily taken out of the context in which it was provided. It could be, you know, we're taking it at her at her word, it could be misquoted. Um, there could be a lot of 
different wordage going on within those two sentences or things that were omitted that mm. would have necessarily provided a little bit of extra context. The, the, the sentiment could have been the same, and it probably was, but there could have been more to it. And I imagine there probably was more to it. But mm-hmm. for, for you know, simplicity's sake from Microsoft's, you know, um, end of things, they want to be as clear-cut, as precise, concise as possible. Um, and that quote we've seen doing gangbusters um, in terms of the online communities discussing it. So mm-hmm. they've achieved what they wanted to, I think. Um, yeah high school drama happening with companies that's that's all it is that's all it is that's all it is it's crazy I love it I don't no we're not (laughs) the last thing I want to do is show McDonald's sponsored by McDonald's everybody (laughs) no Ronald McDonald lit my house no I'm not going to say that all right. Taylor, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, first we were talking about the Grinch. Now we're talking about Ronald McDonald. <laughs> oh, God. No. Okay. okay, who wants to read the next story? Sony uh... has launched version 7.0 of the PS5 software this week, and it includes some big updates and quality of life improvements. The updates include VRR uh, at 1440p. US and UK players can now use voice commands to capture gameplay by saying things such as, hey, PlayStation, start <laughs> recording. <laughs> I'm safe. I'm safe. Yeah. Hey, PlayStation. PlayStation. Stop, Stop it. <laughs> Hiding my self-worth. Uh, you can also now filter out VR and VR2 games in your library. You can transfer data between PS5 consoles. PS5 owners that own a game's physical disc can now use the same disc installation to play the digital copy without inserting the disc into their console. And one of the big ones, Discord voice chat. Um, It was revealed in a blog post that the cross-voice feature is available once users have linked their Discord and PlayStation accounts. This can be done by visiting the settings menu on Discord itself on PC or mobile, um, and then selecting connections followed by PlayStation. Coming from Taylor Isles at IGN. This is this is good, right? This is this is all good things. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused about the physical disc phenomenon. Does that mean if you own a game physically and digitally, so the same ex- game, you don't need to input the disc? Yeah, so basically, um, th- there's like two two different ways. Hold on, let me look at let me look it back up because I literally from what have, I gathered, like, look it, up, it Jim was that if you have a physical <laughs> copy of a game, you put it into your PS5, you download and install the game. Mm-hmm. If you have say say the game um, was like uh, a PS4 PS5 cross buy thing you then with the version installed on your ps5 you wouldn't need the disc in to launch the game afterwards that's what i read what what i'm confused okay so here's here's Mm. okay so first so there's two things that says so first um it's 
say one user of your PlayStation 5 has bought a digital game, but you haven't. If you then buy a physical copy of the game, insert the disc, the PlayStation 5 will play the game on your profile without needing any further installation. Hmm. The second side to the update is that um, do, do, do. Um, if you've installed a game on your PS5 via the physical disc and then purchase a digital version, you can now play it without having to insert your disc in the console. But wouldn't you need, like, if you purchase the digital version of a game, wouldn't you not need the disc anyways? That was my, that was. That's like, what I would have thought. Maybe they, for some reason, they still required <laughs> you to put in the disc because they, maybe because before, for some reason, they attached the license to play the game with the disc. If the PS PlayStation knows you activated the game before with the physical copy, even if it you have a digital one. That probably yeah. what happened there is like oh licensing and, and checks that happen oh, yeah that's the physical then. copies that that's something yeah, they should have fixed a while ago accessing. yeah yep some yep, quality right. of life things just get lost in the fray when you're trying to support a relatively new console so i guess i get it i say relatively new. it's been two and a half years granted it's mm. been a strained time getting a playstation so so i think early in the lifespan so there's like more arguably more pressing things they were focusing on than that but it's nice it's here yeah. now no i get it it's just it was like it just seemed like such an obvious thing that i think i like i read like three or four articles on this last night and then until sam like literally just said that i still was like i don't get it cool <laughs> so. and have you guys tried discord yet on playstation because i haven't mm -mm. no i don't have friends I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna wait for when it's fully integrated you know i don't i don't want to have to deal with like it's weird to me that PlayStation like entered a, a thingy with a deal partnership, whatever, with Discord, and oh yeah, they're in a thingy. They they don't have full complete integration yet, and Microsoft kind of do with Xbox. It's, it's weird to me that it's played out that way. Um, but at least there's some version of it. Not that I will ever, ever, ever really use discord on playstation i don't think um it, it just seems compared to the other ways that i access discord it just seems a bit more convoluted than that um the only potential way i could see it is if i was already on a voice call on discord on my mobile or pc and i wanted to transfer that over onto the ps5 but even then you could just keep the voice chat on your mobile or ps or, or pc so it's it's a, it's a thing but i'm sure a lot of people will make use of it so yeah the thing is is it's like it's too late i've already figured out i've already figured out how to fix it you know what i mean like it's annoying to have two headphones but like you figure it out you have game audio on one thing you have other audio on the thing it's fine yeah it's fine it'll all be okay probably You're muted. You're muted. Taylor. Again. <laughs> I'm not muted. The VRR 1440p is also nice. So good overall update out of beta. So yeah. Bree, you want to talk about uh Capcom? Capy Cole. Yeah. Don't get me Never. started on the Capybara stuff that's going on, no, on Capy Cole. right now. <laughs> Capy Cole, Gabagool. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That pro that cured Italian. No. Meat. No, I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah, actually, I have had that. Yeah, no. I mean, I can't. As soon as you said Cappy, like, like I heard, I, it just went Capybara. And there's a Capybara song that's going around on TikTok. And... Cappy from Super Mario Odyssey? <sighs> no, Capybara. Okay. 
fucking time. <laughs> Everything announced in the Capcom's 2023 March spotlight. Woo. Um, so we have Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw Demo is now available. Um, it's a trial version of the game that takes place at the beginning as Leon first enters the village. Um, we have an exoprimal release date. <laughs> Ew. Dino Tornadoes, everybody. Here we oh, go. Here we go. Woo. Um, July 14th, 2023. They also revealed that the game is an always online game <laughs> with a continuous internet connection required. There will be a cross-platform open beta test from March 17th to 19th. Somebody should do this and send me screenshots. I need it in my life. If you think I'm going to subject myself to that. <laughs> you don't want dinosaur tornadoes? You are sorely mistaken. <laughs> oh, come on. It's going to be a good time. Okay. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is coming to PlayStation and Xbox uh, April 28th. Um. Ghost Trick is coming to modern platforms on June 30th, 2023. The DS title remaster features updated graphics, a better frame rate, and a new challenge feature. All 37 songs of the soundtrack have a newly arranged version from the composer of the great Ace Attorney soundtrack. I actually have played Ghost Trick. It's actually really good. Kind of messed up, but it's good. Um, Capcom showed a short teaser for Resident Evil Death Island, the new movie coming this summer. We already knew the film included Leon S. Kennedy and Chris Redfield, but the teaser marked the announcement of Jill Valentine's inclusion. Um, the new Street Fighter 6 trailer revealed the game's final color uh, commentator, Japanese a uh, actor Hikaru Takahashi. Um, Takahashi can uh, commentate matches in Japanese, narrating the action in uh, Street Fighter 6's battle. Um, her inclusion brings a total number of Street Fighter commentators to eight. There will also be subtitles for the commentators in 13 languages. Um, Capcom also revealed that the Capcom Pro Tour 2023 season will feature uh, Street Fighter 6. Um, and then lastly, we got a new trailer for Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, which is coming April 14th, 2023. This collection will include 499 patch cards that were previously exclusively available in Japan as physical collectibles. They're going to be digital now. So. Woo. Collectibles. Yay. Um, this comes from Logan Plant at IGN. Got all the IGN shilling today. This is excellent. I love it um this is this is this is cool i mean most of the stuff here i i don't i don't really personally care about um i have played the resident evil 4 demo um i am thoroughly excited for the game i am very glad that we've got it on fantasy critic um mm -hmm. it is just as good as i remember um, and it's looking like they put just as much care into this one as they did uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, I enjoyed the Resident Evil 3 remake, but obviously there, there were some issues there, cut content and stuff. Um, oh, and as far as I I'm aware, yeah, there's a, a fair amount of stuff cut from Resident Evil 3, um, huh. which is why it was so short in comparison. Um, but uh yeah it was weird like because you did so good with resident evil 2 and cut nothing um, you think they just like, a few rushed things, to get the game out and just maybe, like, cut those sections maybe or maybe they they thought that they were streamlining and making it more because there was some stuff that they cut like actual like decision making moments 
So like mm-hmm. in the it, kind of getting off topic, but in the original RE3, um, whenever Nemesis ran into you, mm-hmm. um, you had to like make a choice as to whether to stay and fight it or run. And that kind of dictated some of the encounters and dialogue that you'd have later on in the game. Whereas obviously every time that you meet Nemesis in the remake, it is it's scripted. Like it, it, it and it's not even like he's pursuing you like Mr. X did in Resident Evil 2. Um, mm-hmm. which again was I think the case. I haven't played the original RE3 in however long, but I think that was the case when Nemesis was just like actively pursuing you through certain parts of the game. Um to cut that as well anyway um but it looks like they have as far as i know not cut any content from re4 remake um it looks great plays great um chainsaw guy is just as terrifying as he always has been so yeah can't wait everything else i I don't i don't care to be honest do you remember when they were like we're never gonna remake resident evil 4 yes and i understand why they'd say it because it's such a beloved game and it's hailed as one of the best of all time and stuff. And it's like, until you see the money that the other two did, you're not going to be inclined to try and like potentially taint it. But when there's that much money on the table and Resident Evil 4 is going to sell so well, I think, um, that they they just, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. And it's a great fantasy get. It is. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never played. I know I asked this before, but I forgot what you said. Should I play just go straight into RE4 first, or should I play RE2 make or RE3 make before? Um, it's up to wait, you. Wait, okay, hang on, hang on. So you haven't played you haven't played RE2 or 3 remake? Nope. Interesting. Have you uh, have you played any of the original Resident Evils? I got 30% through Resident Evil 7, and then I took a okay. quick because I was scared. Okay. Um, but what were you going to say, Bruce? Because I cut you off. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. I no. Cut you off. What'd you say? No, no. I cut oh, you off. No. <laughs> no, I cut you off. Uh, yeah. No. All I was going to say is that it just depends on like the time and stuff that you have. If you just want to jump straight into RE4, I think you'd be okay. But I will say, I do think that you're missing out, especially on RE2. And again, like what Sam said, like RE3 was really good. But mm-hmm. it just wasn't as good as two. So like you can still enjoy it, but maybe not as like um important and pressing to play as two would be. Two is a really fantastic game. Um, yeah. I would say I would say the same. I think um if you were going to play any of them. Ooh. RE2 remake is ten dollars on PlayStation right now. It's it's super cheap. And it is a lot of the time as well. And typically there is a bundle that typically happens where you get mm-hmm. RE2 and 3, and it's maybe like $5 extra, which is super weird, but sometimes that happens. Um, I got both for £15, which is probably a little bit more, like closer to $20 maybe, but still you're talking about relatively cheap. And I would happily pay more than that for both of those games. Um, I individually. Friends. I got even. them like, yeah, as you say, I got it. Rackham um, City day. Edition, $15. Yeah, there you go. Um, that is a steal, honestly. Um, mm, I would say maybe if you're if you're really interested in trying one, I would say RE2 remake um, first, and then if you really enjoy that, then go for RE4 remake. 
um because they're relatively similar in terms of like gameplay style but re4 is more mm -hmm. action so if you play re2 and it is survival horror um and you vibe with like the third person camera controls and and how the game feels and how it plays you'll then yeah. just get a more action oriented version of that in in re4 so it's also I think like that's the order. Okay. it's less scary than seven and eight like okay I, I can deal with third i dealt with bloodborne all right some parts I mean, of bloodborne were like i don't know i, I mean i don't know like re2 if you i would say if you didn't manage re7 you're probably going to struggle with re2 oh no um, really i didn't think two was scary at say, all i would say okay maybe you and me didn't but if if taylor struggled with re7 which i would say is probably maybe eight is the least scary but seven i would say was not outside of maybe like the first hour or two it was it wasn't scary um on the whole um but uh i would say re2 with like the atmosphere mainly um and also just mr x like i think that can really mess you up oh no just like the knowledge of what mr x is doing um I just at any given something. moment sam played what? seven in vr um his opinions are no longer valid <laughs> valid <laughs> How uh, <laughs> surely that would surely that I, would make me inclined to think that it's more scary. No, I, no, I exactly. Which which I then realized because I was like, wait, seven was like pretty scary to me. Like oh. I was pretty scared and I wasn't playing in VR and you played in VR. Okay, yeah. Taylor. <laughs> All right. like, I managed I managed the part of Last of Us 2 where everyone said it was similar to Resident Evil 2. Mm. Okay. You'll be okay. I just don't know if I, I think can manage that like, for 15 hours. Because it's quite slow paced as well, RE2, if you want it to be. I think you'll be fine. Um, is there a baby but it mode? Is, like there, there is real like dread. I think dread is the right word. Okay. I think the atmosphere is less scary, but it's really sort of. Do you you have to sort of push yourself to go through the next door or into the next room or stuff like that? The, um, the thing that I found scariest was the footsteps. Like oh, I feel uh, the footsteps were the worst part. Because you uh, just hear them getting louder, and then you hear a door slam open. And you're like, "Is that behind me, or is it in front of me in a corner I can't see?" Or... Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you'll be fine. It, it's worth playing. I would mm -hmm. say, you know, even if you really can't manage it, it's it's worth giving it a go. Like the the quality of the game that's there, and also just the amount of game that's there, particularly in RE2. You're getting a lot of bang for your buck, realistically. So, there you are. Awesome. All right, thanks. Also, I wanted to mention, all right, I might do it, which probably means I won't do it, but <laughs> I like ruminating about games without actually playing them. Yeah. Uh, I really like the Street Fighter Six news, and this Capcom mm. show was great. Um, Street Fighter Six with the their final color commentator. The game continues to look awesome. I just want to put a spotlight on Street Fighter Six. I'll probably pick another it up. solid fantasy credit get. Yes, that we have. Oh yeah. yeah. And I'll do a little shout out for Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. It's a very niche title that I'm glad is coming back for like the three people that played it. If you know who good you for are, them. <laughs> you know who you are. Good for you. Yeah. All right. I guess it's back to me. It is. Okay. Back PS to you, Taylor. <laughs> no. 
PlayStation 5 has outsold the Switch, Nintendo Switch in Japan for the first time ever, with sales up 450% year over year in February for the PS5. This marks the biggest month ever for uh, the console, for the PS5 console in Japan. According to Famitsu data, um, PS5 was February's best-selling hardware in the country, shifting 360, you mean shipping? Like, it's 366. I copied and pasted on this one. I was tired. Okay. When it says, okay, the article says shifting 300, about 367,000 units. I assume it meant it was shipping, because I don't know if it meant shifting more than, like, comparatively, like, a shift as a comparison. I'm going to assume that's I an absolute I do also want number. to point out that they said year on year instead of year over year. So and I like a, literally had to Google what that meant because I was like, translation. what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so it's an absolute number. So the, basically the PS5 in February in Japan shipped 367, about 367,000 units. And the Switch came in second, shipping about 221,000 units. PS5 sales are up 457% year over year, like we said, in Japan for February having sold only 65 or almost 66,000 units in February of last year, 2022. Sony's console enjoyed a similarly successful February in the UK, which in February saw sales increase 316% um, compared to the same period in 2022. And while Switch software still dominated over Japan software sales, with Kirby returned to Dreamland Deluxe topping the list with 189,000 units and Hogwarts Legacy which is only on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles, uh, managed 126,000. So, yeah, PS, don't don't get it twisted. The Switch is still by far the market leader right now, compared mm -hmm. to Sony or uh, Microsoft with their home consoles. But uh, yeah, it's pretty gnarly growth. I wonder if it's just due to supply. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the article did mention that like briefly, and I figured that somebody would say that. But yeah, it seems to be like supply is more readily available. Um, and it also is partially that like Xbox isn't super popular in Japan. And people are looking for that like more beefy console experience with like Harry Potter. Um, I guess not Harry Potter. Hogwarts Legacy coming out. Um, that seems to push a lot of sales as well. So that way they could have an experience um, on the console since it's not on Switch yet. Oh, just picturing Hogwarts Legacy running on a Switch. Yeah, I can't believe that it's that it's coming to Switch. That's like really not for me. It's gonna be running at like two frames a second, if that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's boy. gonna look so good. We're gonna be like, wow, look at that hot gameplay. Hot as in it makes your Switch explode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That is exactly. <laughs> Switch's fans can get running pretty hard on some third-party ports. Yeah. Just imagine when Microsoft puts Call of Duty on there, guys. That's going to be great. I mean, there's Apex on it already, I right? Can't believe so. I, yeah, I, fair point. On it too. But again, how how well do they run? Really, Apex is far more optimized than COD. I make the argument. That's that's fair. Yeah, I like just on that. any console, like it always hits sixty FPS no matter where you're playing. But COD does similarly to that as well because the crown jewel of a competitive multiplayer FPS is a locked sixty mm. when it comes to a performance target. Yeah, I had a very brief stint where I played Apex like almost every day. Mm. Let me just stop. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you want the answer to that. <laughs> oh. I'm scared. I think I know what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it in Discord. 
Um, sure. Kind of. Um, okay, no, that's why I'll tell you. I'll I'll tell you offline because it's like full drama that oh, happened yeah. in the middle of an Apex game where somebody was like, our coworker that we were playing with was like, "Hey, why are you lying and saying that I said that we that I wanted to do something inappropriate to all of our oh, coworkers boy. in the middle Ooh. of an Apex game?" And I was like, Ooh. "Yeah." Oh God, sorry. And then that snowballed into what you said. This is why we need to play Titanfall Three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, God. Apex has now been uninstalled. Damn it, respawn! And I will yeah. never play Apex again. But okay. it's no fault of the games. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Who wants to talk about Warner Bros. and Rocks? Me, me. Okay. It's great. <laughs> great news, everybody. Um, totally couldn't see this one coming. Warner Brothers and Rocksteady have delayed Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League once again. The the delay will now move the game from May, its intended release date, um, announced at the the state of play. I think it was announced at the state of play. Maybe it was already there beforehand. Who knows? But it had a May release date, and it has now been shifted back to later this year, according to uh, a person with direct knowledge of the matter. this delay hasn't been officially confirmed yet, right? I, I've been no. out of the loop for the past couple of days. No, no, it um, has not been officially confirmed. And then there was also an, a second rumor that it was going to be delayed to 2024, and neither has been Burrow. confirmed. Yeah, um, so. but this this is coming from Jason Schreier from Bloomberg, which obviously gives it a fair bit of credibility. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily concrete, necessarily, but if it's coming from him, it's typically right on the money. Um, so last fall. London-based developer Rocksteady Studio said it would be out May 6th, answers my question. Uh, The new release date was not yet clear. Suicide Squad was showcased during a PlayStation event in February this year, but received criticism from fans due to its uh, online live service elements, such as purchasable cosmetics and a requirement to play online, which was persistent. You have to always be online. The delay is necessary mostly, as Jason Schreier says, to fix bugs and improve aspects of the game that were lagging behind, yet won't overhaul much of the core gameplay experience that had led to the backlash. Um, the source that Jason Schreier had um, was anonymous. They said that they, or not anonymous, but they wanted to remain anonymous. Um, they didn't want to be named because that information, as we just said, is not yet public. Um, well, you know, great for again, us, you know what I mean? <laughs> I keep saying it as somebody who, who played a lot of Marvel's Avengers, it does hurt to see the same mistakes being made over and over again, particularly, mm-hmm. you know, Crystal Dynamics was one thing, like I, I enjoy the stuff that they make. But for it to happen to Rocksteady, it kind of it, it sucks that little bit more because they they were a studio that has such high renown within the industry and with players um, mm-hmm. for the games that they made. And, you know, not to say that that is completely squashed and gone, but I think that the longer that this charade goes on and the longer that they put off putting out a game that at its core cannot be changed from what it is, the worst it's going to not blow back on them, but sort of um, sort of tarnish their reputation. Um, I think Elden it would have been far. 
Mm, no, but I like it. I like it. That's a much better game, inevitably. Um, I I just think that they should have released it. They should have stuck to the release date. Um, I think the best case scenario is they put it out of the gate um, and they do what every other live service game has done, where they support it and they are really enthusiastic to begin with, and then the player base drops off, and then they announce that it's sunsetting in the near future, because then they can just move on and do something else, get back to what they're good at. Because um, you've seen this so many times. Crystal Dynamics did it with Marvel's Avengers. Even on a smaller scale, you had like um, Ninja Theory at Xbox. They did Bleeding Edge, and that didn't work. And then they went back to making what they are good at. They are doing Hellblade 2. So, like, I'm all for studios going out, trying new things, chasing trends, different. And when it's a live service trend, that is not a good idea, especially for a studio that isn't known for making multiplayer games. Um, Halo Infinite, another thing that is essentially dead in the water now. Um, they set that up for a 10-year plan. What? That's not happening um so it sucks it sucks uh and i'm i think it's obvious that they knew that there was going to be backlash um i think they tried to show it as best they could but at the end of the day you're flying around shooting purple orbs on things which is part of the course yeah i i just i guess i'm like i'm kind of lost as to like why like companies keep doing this formula for games because clearly nobody wants games like this like oh that's not true that's yeah this all a lot I the mean, ip the ip carries it a lot exactly if if we made okay let's like just pretend for a second we just made this game and it was not like marvel it was not no. dc it was you can't, just you can't do that it's inseparable from the ip right so but what i'm saying is is that if it's inseparable from the ip like why are we doing it to make money from the IP. Exactly. Yeah. So it's then just leading to player disappointment. No, there are some people who have, there's a lot of people who aren't us, I think, that aren't as tuned into games who will say, yeah, I had a good time playing as Batman or Nightwing or Robin or Batgirl or Suicide Squad members. And it was fun for a bit. And I tailed out and... And that was that. that sounds like um, not a great experience, but for a lot of people, that's enough. But for Avengers, it wasn't. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these types of games, live service games, it might only be decent games, but they make more than enough money for the prospect of them to still be attractive for publishers and executives. So they so they continue them, um, but. I hope the Rocksteady rocks, but the thing is Rocksteady's track record is so good. It would be a shame for Suicide Squad to have the same fate as Avengers. And I, I, I think it's inevitable, honestly, like as much as I did a dad sneeze. Sorry. He's like downstairs and in his office and I could hear him sneeze. Sorry. You think what's inevitable, Sam? No, I think that Suicide Squad, ending up exactly like Avengers is going to happen the same way because they, they are using the same um, tactics in terms of content. Avengers went, hey, you know, all of the stuff that you can purchase, 
just cosmetic don't worry all of the new characters that are coming all the new story content that's coming for free don't worry about that you're gonna every player can get it for free all the new characters and everything avengers did that and it wasn't sustainable because when the player count dwindles like they always do with live service games to an extent obviously there are degrees but when they start dwindling the income drops because less people are buying the cosmetics and you then don't have the money from you know pre-purchasing expansions or new characters or whatever you don't have that to self-sustain and fund the development of new content and new characters so Marvel's Avengers were like, hey, we're going to put She-Hulk in. We're going to put Captain Marvel. We're going to put Doctor Strange. And we got essentially none of that. Um, Suicide Squad is saying new characters have come and they're all going to come for free. And it's I, I, it's not going to happen. Maybe it is going to happen for a year, maybe a year and a half post-release where they are able to, to, to fund it. But it's when you look at live service games that work for the most part it is new ip that can benefit from having crossovers and collaborations with other established ip so if you look at like fortnite or something even overwatch is doing that now overwatch is having a crossover with um one punch man, one punch man. yeah so it's like the the live service games as a service titles that typically do well are gen generic new ip that can then filter in and prompt people to be like oh i want a skin of this my favorite marvel or dc character or star wars or blah 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 blah, blah. so when you're stuck within an ip that is profitable in and of itself like dc suicide squad you are curtailed in terms of especially because this is canon to the other rocksteady batman games this is within the same world so they are going to potentially tarnish the older games because they have ruined some of the stories that they could tell with these characters in this mm -hmm. game. And also you can't really go outside the bounds of um, what would be believable in terms of outfits or, or whatnot. So it's like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And that's sad because I want Rocksteady and a game like this to be to succeed because it would be awesome if it did, but they just can't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think this is going to play out well. We'll see, though. <laughs> you know, you never know. What's, but... what's really going to be interesting is if it gets pushed into 2024, because it was originally supposed to release last year. Yeah. And then got pushed to this year. So if it gets pushed again into another year, that would be probably bad. At that point, they might just need to like push the game out and just like not let it live in development hell for several years. I think the so. goal that they're actually going for, other than like bug fixing and stuff, which is like the line that they are using as the potential PR explanation for it whenever they do mm -hmm. make it official, I think realistically what they're doing is trying to find a release window that is not that crowded. Oh, so that there sure. aren't many other new games that come out so that people are inclined to be, oh, there's a new game, pick it up, play it, invest hours, therefore potentially get attached to it, want to invest more money in it. Um, so I think they're just trying to find a spot in the year, well, whether I mean, comes this year or next. That spot that they were in, May 26th, that is a terrible time for this game to come out. Exactly. Like, that is, like, absolutely, like, one of the, like, the games coming out, like, we have, like, what, Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda... 
Mm-hmm. Um, God, there's one other one that I can't remember right now. Mm. Let me look at the calendar. I have it written down. No, I know what it is. Spider-Man. No, Spider-Man. I mean, that's, that's later in the fall, though, right? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. don't tell me. Don't tell me. Stop, stop. Wait, wait. I know what it is. I just don't to... say anything. Stop. I'm not. I, I haven't even pulled it up. Um, um, Jedi Survivor. Uh, Diablo 4. Yeah. Dang it. I don't even have you're not far off because it is close ish, but uh, actually, speaking of that. Diablo 4 open, so I think the early beta closed beta is next week. The open beta is two weeks from yes, is the weekend of two weeks from now. Mm. So I might check that out anyway. Yeah, Kill the Justice Steady League Survivor is now on the calendar. My Rock Steady Survives. I'm sure they'll survive, like. But well, I, just I don't, think... I don't survive isn't the word. I hope come they out succeed. unscathed. I hope they succeed in spite of the concerning developments we've seen over and the also to to emphasize as well the idea that the developers at Rocksteady don't suffer due to the potential and realistic financial losses that this game will incur. Yeah. Um and the reception of it, I just hope that that doesn't, and it will, because it always does, unfortunately. Um, but I hope that the the impact on the developers and their job security and whatnot isn't isn't too too bad, because they they don't deserve it. You know, they they're trying hard. Um, I'm sure Rocksteady themselves didn't decide to make a live servicey game. Um, they might have wanted to try it or have that as a part of a another game. But I, I think that this decision to make the game what it is mostly came from higher up the chain. So <sighs> heart goes out to the Rocksteady devs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Unfortunate. Yeah. I know this is a brief story, not next. What does that mean, sir? What does that mean? It's a story that you would be interested in talking about because Why you do like you think I put it. No, honestly, story seven is like really my story, but yeah, it's fine. Um, two oh. former Riot Whoops. executives have teamed up to form a new studio that aims to make quote a next generation um, open world game. This new studio is called the Believer Company, and it was founded by former Riot president Michael Chow who will serve as the studio's CEO and founding Riot member and League of Legends executive producer, Stephen Snow, um, who is now the Believer Company's chief product officer. Um, The Believer Company has already secured $55 million in uh, Series A financing. Um, A press release states that this funding is led by Lightspeed Venture Partners and will be, sorry, will, quote, initially be put to work building a world-class team to deliver a next-generation open-world game anchored by an IP um, stories where players player choices matter and gameplay systems that bring players together rather than pushing them apart. The 55 million round was funded quote with the key support of Andresen Horowitz. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. Plus additional seed funding from uh, Bitcraft Ventures, Riot Games, One Up Ventures, Don Thompson's uh, Cleveland Avenue, Michael D. Eisner's Tornate Company. 
and other venture partners. Um, the Believer Company is based in Los Angeles, California, and the studio will work with developers all over the world. Love new studio announcements. Mm. So I also thought it was um, kind of cute that they left Riot, and then Riot was like, "Yeah, we'll fund you." I just, I just like that. Yeah, I suppose so. That is nice to. Yeah, nice to it's see. really cute. They're like, we can still be friends. Yeah, it's so sweet. It is. Interesting to see, you know, again, not talking about developers sort of doing interesting things. I know it's a new studio, but um, people from Riot going on to do a next generation open world game, like that's interesting because that's obviously not what you initially think of when you think of riot um mm -hmm. so it's like that's super cool again like ambition but it's sort of it, i imagine it says original ip i'm just i guess they've left it vague enough where it's probably super early days and, and stuff but i'm just really intrigued to see what that looks like a new studio funded by various partners but including riot and it's x riot devs making an open world game um i suppose just because i'm i'm thinking of i can't remember what the name of it was called um oh, ruined king um oh yeah the, the role-playing game oh right um from league of legends like i covered that for ign but i ended up really really liking that game Oh yeah, um, I haven't played it yet. I I want to. I'm familiar enough with the story that it's it's cool. Again, I have absolutely zero context for any of the characters, but I, from what I can gather, a lot of them are like people that you would know if you've played League of Legends. So I'm not looking at anyone mm -hmm. in particular in this chat. And um, the, yeah, no, nobody in particular. Yeah, no, no, no nobody, If somebody nobody had, uh, yeah, like nobody, nobody to the to the left of me, but somebody maybe below me, maybe, maybe. Um, maybe uh again not that not that this because it's a new ip but it's sort of looking at what riot devs have done in something that is slightly ajar or adjacent to to what they've done historically um i think there's just a lot of potential there so i'm excited yeah um i don't know if this is cool or not i'm just gonna go on a slight tangent so um ruined king um is the original thing comes from there was this item in the game called blade of the ruined king um which of course gets it for people who play the game that's bork it's what it's called um so it was originally just an item that you could build um in league of legends and then they released um a champion that is the ruined king and that was like years after bork i don't even know if bork exists in the game anymore to be honest with you i think it might be one of the ones that they had removed, but yeah, that's where it originally came from. I don't know if that's cool or not, but I think it's cool. Yeah. There you go. Nice useless, content. useless um, League of Legends knowledge. I played it last yeah. night. Started playing immediately. Somebody was toxic. It was great. I was like, oh, this is why I love this game so much. Was it a voice chat or just the way they were playing? Oh, there's no voice chat. Oh. It's too toxic. They won't allow voice chat unless it's like you're friends with somebody and you queued up with them. Yeah, she's about right. Yeah. No, it was like literally immediately somebody like was spam pinging and then was like, why are you so bad? 
at like this other person and i was like just leave them alone like they died like one time anyways league of legends is great love it you said you wanted mm. to talk about mick jagger and fortnite i do i do i do um as it's um pronounced Eren jaeger for people who know Eren <laughs> jaeger is <laughs> no he's coming to fortnite um so Eren jaeger from attack on titan has been announced to be fortnite's chapter four season two special skin according to the amount of days listed until um it's released in the battle pass it will possibly be released on the 15th of april though you can't currently unlock Eren jaeger skin in fortnite yet you can catch a glimpse of his cosmetic rewards alongside the skin there will be eight rewards including the skin itself um whether any additional rewards will be added is yet to be seen. The list is a face-off spray, um, the basement key back bling, um, scout regiment salute emote, um, titan strike harvesting tool, um, the determined Aaron emoticon, a regiment gear weapon wrap, um, and then the attack on time titan themed banner icon, and then, of course, the Aaron Yeager skin. This comes from Lottie Lynn at Eurogamer. Hell yeah. <sighs> Good for you, Attack on Titan fan. We love we love our our little angry boy. It's not it's not in this story, Bree. But are you also aware that the um, vertical movement equipment is actually coming to the game as an item that you can use as well? I did not know that. So you I will not be playing because I'm I, I I don't play Fortnite. But yeah. I'm I'm really excited. If I would have gotten what would have gotten me into Fortnite would have been my Hero Academia and unlocking Bakugo. Like that that would have been it. But I mean, my Hero Academia stuff is in the game. Yeah, it is. That's what that. I'm saying. Uh, That's what I'm saying. If I had gotten in at any point, is when that was released. You, you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I th I think because I do um I do like um oh my god why am I not remembering the name of the game. Never mind. I guess it doesn't matter because I can't remember the name. Hmm, doesn't matter. My brain will remember later, and then I'll be like, "Oh, that was stupid." That's cool. Another another <laughs> battle royale or no? Oh. It's fine. It's fine. I'll jump horse. That that's, that's an anime crossover thing, right? No, it's such an obvious like name that like I should just remember it but my brain like just can't think of anything else besides like Fortnite. like my brain just keeps repeating like Fortnite. that's fair enough. overwatch there we go wow wow back. that was a <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you see i'm like this is gonna be embarrassing later when i remember <laughs> um what i'm saying is, is i really enjoy that game and so like because i already enjoy playing that game and i enjoy the gameplay loop i might get in the into the game Specifically for the um, One Punch Man crossover, because I do really love One Punch Man, because One Punch. Mm. I mean, I I play Fortnite very, um, not rarely, but sort of very casually, because I have to cover it a lot for um, the assignment, some of the assignments that I have at IGN, um, covering all the updates and, and stuff. So I've I've written extensively about all of this stuff. Um, the launch of the new season. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, the 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 crossovers in Fortnite are something that continues to impress me. Um, as much as I don't necessarily love the game, um, I think the zero build thing is is good that they put that in because it was far too sweaty and toxic when you were able to build stuff. But um, in the mode that's basically just a third person shooter, it's it's decent. Um, 
I, I have to tell you, they... my brain, my brain, when you said like, oh, I play Fortnite sometimes, I was about to be like, you look like you play Fortnite. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's why I it's that bad, huh? Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know um, what that even means, but yeah. Neither do I, but I feel like it was an insult. So it was for sure. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't that's know fine. what I'll it means. It. I'll take it. Um yeah, I think that they really don't half ass. Not that really any other crossover does, or there are some to be fair. Um, but Fortnite do put a lot of effort into their crossover stuff. So and this doesn't seem to be any different, as I said, the vertical movement equipment for those that uh, care is something that you can use to swing about. Um, so, and maybe even like, not that I know anything at all, but speculating because there's this all this crossover stuff going on, maybe there is going to be like a Titan that appears on the map at some point. Oh, um, that would be so scary. Especially in like the Fortnite art style. Like that's going to look creepy. <laughs> yeah, They put the Colossal Titan. No, the Colossal Titan's too big. I lied. They're not going to put the Colossal Titan. But, you know, Maybe it'll do, like, Armored Titan. Yeah, probably. I, I think if anybody, it would be that. Um, Are you caught up on Attack on Titan? You don't want to, not, right? Not, not fully, but I think I'm a season behind. Okay. I watch it very, very point. slowly. Yeah. I watch yeah. it. I play Titanfall. <laughs> Okay, wait, wait. Okay, so does anybody else have anything to say about this story? Because I have a question before we get into the Last of Us stuff. No, no. Okay. Um, do you think it's more of an insult to say you look like you play Fortnite or you look like you're a Minecraft kid? Minecraft Fortnite. kid, I think. I think Fortnite. Minecraft's uh... based. Minecraft's cool. Okay, so as Taylor's kid, as Minecraft. The, <laughs> as the kids would say, Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft is is based. Like I was a Minecraft kid. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then, my is Minecraft it worse to be like, you look like you played Roblox. That's a lot worse. That yeah. That okay. Is okay. Roblox okay. sucks. What about you look like you're an iPad kid? That's worse too. Okay. I'm I'm of belief <laughs> Minecraft. Well, is what does that premier, even mean? <laughs> is the premier childhood video game. What my Minecraft mean? license is ten years old, and I still have it. That's I haven't cute. paid. I paid for Minecraft for twenty dollars in twenty eleven or twenty twelve, and I still have the same license. Yeah, me too. I'm with you on that one. But I think okay. that okay, cool. there's cool, cool, there's cool. maybe again not that I'm not trying to pitch and defend for for Fortnite, but I just think that in terms of widespread appeal, you are in a larger pool of people if on the Fortnite side than you might be on the Minecraft side. Not that Minecraft isn't obviously popular, but I think that it, it, its core contingent fan base is notably and majority younger i'd say mm. um yeah whereas fortnite is still very much young kid centric um in all the voice chats and everything but um i think that there is maybe okay. more verticality in terms of the scaling age scaling there um okay. Well, I appreciate you guys like giving me your opinion on which insults are worse so I can use them later. Yeah. You're welcome. Also, what were you asking me? Like, what does that even mean? The iPad kid thing? Yeah, as opposed to what? Not having an iPad? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not know, like, if you never heard that term, like iPad kid? No. 
Okay, well, I'll have to find. I just saw a TikTok about it the other day. It's okay. just like the kids that like didn't they like didn't go outside. All they did was like sit on their iPad, and then they I like see. Okay. like they just like sit on their bed and like play on their iPad. And yeah, I'll have to send you the TikTok because it explains it perfectly. But I knew exactly when I saw the TikTok. I was like, "That's an iPad kid right there." That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, there we go. Are we all caught up on Last of Us? Yes. That we are. I'm so proud of you, Taylor. I'm not sure that was sarcastic, to be fair. I wasn't being sarcastic, but... All right. All right, fine. Just keep insulting me. Taylor. I thought episode... I will call you an iPad kid. Don't Okay. <laughs> I thought episodes seven and eight were about as by the book as it gets. Well, we went a little more in depth on Dave. Oh, sorry, spoilers for The Last of Us Part One. And yeah, we're about to go in show. in case you couldn't tell. Other than going to a little more depth as to how twisted David is, I thought episodes seven and eight were about as by the book as it gets when it comes to following the main game's plot. Um, mm -hmm. Other than like other the than Joel works. being, yeah, other than Joel being landing on a rusty metal pole he stabbed instead and he's recovering from that and mm -hmm. david has short hair now uh that's about as much i don't know there might have been some a few differences with riley's motivation for in left behind i forget did riley say specifically she was joining the fireflies and she was going to atlanta because i don't remember that she was definitely with the fireflies Okay, the Atlanta um, part was the part I was like, I don't know if that was in the game. I can't but remember specifically if she was still. Yeah, I thought it was just basically the main game's plot thrown on the screen. wasn't much TV. Was about as little deviation as I've seen um, on the show so far, and it works. It happened. Um, it was a bit appalling seeing Ellie effectively dismantle David, uh, but. Thought they were good episodes. Um, but just nothing that blew me away because I knew exactly what I was expecting from the game. <laughs> mm. um, I yeah, actually kind of disagree on, especially oh. on episode eight. Ooh. Um, for me, like there was a part in the show where, so we were just like sitting and watching together at the table or whatever. There was a part I can't even remember what David says, but it got me and like it, like my whole body, like I was like like shivers up my body, like. Like, it just, like, grossed me out so much. Oh, wait. Like, we can do this it, together or something about little pieces. I don't remember. Yeah, it was something he You'll said. You'll always have a father, like, maybe. Uh, he's so oh, actually, gross. yeah. The David part with the cannibal. They went more in depth with David being a horrible cannibal. Yeah, that was a... It wasn't I will give it credit that. there. It was, it, like, how creepy he was with Ellie. Like... Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's like, a he's, pedo cannibal. Yeah, it's, it's awful. And, like, like I, I really, like... So that was a lot for me, like watching it. Uh, like I feel like they just like had it. There was just more time watching him be a creep. Do you know what I mean? Like versus like the game, it felt like it wasn't as much time. No, you're right. They went more in depth with David. Just sitting being weird with him being weird. Yeah, and then like I like started tearing up like at the part where like Ellie like where Ellie like freaks out and like kills him and like doesn't stop. Like I yeah. started like I that that like was like really overwhelming for me. Um, so yeah, 
I would say that those pieces like hit me and then like the baby girl I just started crying I was like oh my god dude yeah you would I would you're right yeah the part imagine like trying to do this the take where Ellie's just slicing up David and Neil's like uh let's do another one be more gruesome next time do it again now do it again (laughs) like what if you needed to do separate I assume that must happen in movies and shows. You have to do multiple takes of a gruesome death scene. Yeah, they for sure did multiple takes. But the other thing you have to remember is that, like, because, like, your your brain, your brain has, like, a little bit of the, like, like, it holds information. And so when, even when you're acting, it kind of bleeds into your real life. And so, like, I'm sure that must have been really hard for, like, Bella Ramsey as well. You know, like, just doing that scene over and over again. Because, like, that probably really affected her. So, just, could have, like, thinking about stuff like that. Could have been hitting a watermelon in, in actuality. That's true. Okay, I probably shouldn't joke about that. Uh, yeah, what about you, Sam? Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed them both. Um, okay, 7 out of 10. I, I think... I'm kind of in between both of you where I think that it goes to show, you know, you Taylor saying is sort of by the books. I think that is correct. And like Bree said, it's because the the story works, but at the same time, it kind of um, emphasized to me or, or reiterated the fact that I have adored where they deviated um, and, and how, if this was just a clear-cut, 100% faithful retelling, I probably would have enjoyed the show overall a lot less. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's... I wasn't ever surprised in these two episodes or, or shocked or anything. I, I obviously knew what was coming at, at, at pretty much every point. Mm-hmm. Um but it was just really well executed, the same as the rest of the show. So I, I don't really have any complaints. I think that if I was to be really specific, the one thing that I think was lacking a little bit was the, and I understand why they didn't and, and why they executed it the way that they did, but the segment with um, Ellie and David as they're waiting for James to come back with medicine, the fact that there is no infected encounter there oh right um, like the game there's a little little hoarding ca- yeah little sort of unlimited ammo face off a, a massive yeah. amount of of infected and i get why they didn't but i think that even with what they did in the show it could have been enhanced that little bit more because the point of that infected encounter more so than anything is to build a kind of rudimentary trust and dynamic between mm-hmm. david and ellie um that makes and they the, never the, build that the, the turn of, of david's actual real persona that much more of a like oh god um and they did do it in different ways in the show they achieved mm-hmm. the same thing but i just think it would have been even more effective if not necessarily a horde of infected but if they had to fend off a few infected at the very least not even a, bl- a bloater just have a few clickers Mm-hmm. Um, and that would also added bonus emphasize how skilled Ellie has become over time 
Um, and she can still make a few mistakes and sort of fumble a little bit, but to have her without Joel manage to take down a clicker or two by herself with David's help, um, I think that would have would have would have done something at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that as an absence more so than I've felt most other segments of the game that have been omitted. Um, not crucial by any means, but I think it was just that extra flavor was missing just a tad. But other than that, it was just two excellent episodes of television, which is more than I can ask for really. So if you were like a fan, if you've like, if you know what's going on with the game, I would say it like really adds to the experience to watch with people that don't know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I really think that that's like been like uh, really great for me where like the people I'm watching with have no idea what's going on. And so everything's a surprise to them. And I really enjoy like seeing their reactions to everything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been watching it with family throughout and they've been shocked a number of times. Um, But my, my dad actually clocked on really quick that they were cannibals. Um, he, He got it pretty much immediately when they said when david said that they would uh bury the dad in the spring he was like oh okay i see that's so funny because my dad was the one to pick up on that as well yeah must be a dad thing um and obviously like i think the 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 pin drop sort of reveal um is meant to be when the bloke is like oh this meat is it's venison yeah that's what i was gonna say then then david and, and james come in with a deer it's like, it's like oh wait that's meant to be the other way around what is that meat then or they say um, oh it's deer meat and they said only yeah. a few people and david said only a few to ellie i think he's, he was talking to ellie yeah only a few people know that we eat others here and yeah it's and i think you can reasonably infer besides david and james the only other folks who would know are the people who prepare the meals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The cooks, right? Yeah. Um, and even then, like the 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 mother who was doing like the actual cooking didn't seem to know. Yeah, like she because she asked what the meat was, and it was the bloke that brought it in that was like it's venison. So I think even then, there's like a degree of separation where maybe maybe she does have like suspicions because she had to ask what meat it was, but. Um, like you know they do all the butchering in that garage or whatever it was uh and then bring the the chopped up meat um in in to be cooked so Mm -hmm. uh yeah no it's very good very good stuff i i said to brie um off air not too long ago um i'm intrigued to see how they wrap it up with only one episode left um there isn't that much story left to cover realistically but the this finale episode is actually set to be one of the shortest um of the whole series at least from reports uh it's meant to be like i think around 40 minutes wow um which and that that could have changed obviously they could have added or cut in some more stuff since that report came out um but i think that it's obvious that they're gonna basically just cut straight to the fireflies picking up um, Joe and Ellie and bring them into the hospital. But as, as Brie pointed out to me, it's like, they still need to do the stuff with um, Ashley Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, they have 
I guess to be fair, we don't know how much they're doing there, but that's since since like they're doing this whole extra thing, like I feel like they should be doing like I thought that they would be doing a lot with it, like 30 minutes or whatever. But then they're not or just even, gonna do like 10 minutes of the other stuff. Even like another Bill and Frank episode mm -hmm. um is what I would have expected from doing this kind of diversion with a uh, a secondary character especially one that we haven't even met in the game mm -hmm. like this is completely brand new stuff um with a brand new character or well, not brand new character because she's established in the game but she's not in the game um do you guys remember so when there see... was rumors that she would be in part two yeah i mean people thought that abby in the the reveal trailer um was was ellie's mom yeah. um which was obviously not what happened. <laughs> um, and some people not were mom, not happy mommy. about that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's cool that we're finally getting this this backstory. It just depends on, again, I said to you, Brie, I have faith. They've executed everything else mm -hmm. very well up to this point. Um, yeah, so as much as absolutely. I do have potentially concerns about the pacing and how they managed to pull everything together, um, They've given me no reason not to trust them thus far. So, a hundred percent. All right, Fingers guys. Crossed. Well, um, I think we're gonna go ahead and dip out because we're like pushing into our meeting time. <laughs> yeah. So we gotta end. But Taylor, do you wanna? Yeah. Do you want me to do it? Or you got it? I'll do it. Thank <laughs> okay. you so much for listening, everyone. And you can find us on YouTube.com. So I the game media. And don't forget to check out our Discord if you want to hang out. It's where we talk almost every day about everything and links are all everything. in the description and where can people find you sam people can find me on twitter at sam heaney that's h-e-a-n-e-y you can find awesome. me at fabulous brianna f-a-b-u-l-i-s-t b-r-e-a-n-n-a a-n-n-a that is how you spell anna mm -hmm. anna anna no it's just one anna all right and you can find me on the discord yeah and until next time guys Thanks for listening to No Limits, episode 35. And uh, have a good one. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.